Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. All right, welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I am here with a very special guest. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Sean Hollick, uh, founder and owner and head coach of CrossFit Hydrogen. You wear all the hats at Hydrogen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, awesome. right now I do. It's probably going to be that way for, you know, the next six months. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to hiring some coaches. Yes. Yeah. So let's, Sean, let's dive right into that because people are like, oh, okay. So, so he's wearing all these hats. Where does that mean? Where do, what does that mean for his, the life of his affiliate? But let's start with how you found CrossFit uh, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, originally I was um, typical. It's pretty much a typical story that you hear over and over. I was just getting kind of burnt out on just regular working out. I was working out at a Globo gym and uh, I was just, I had been watching some meal prep videos from this bodybuilder in Ohio, uh, Remington James, that's his name. Uh, anyway, I was watching these meal preps because I was trying to get my nutrition together because I had just had found out recently I had a brain tumor. And because I had gained a bunch of weight, I put on about 60, 70 pounds in less than a year. Wow. And I, I kind of just shrugged it off as to like, I had, I had been, I had ran for 10 years, pretty much every weekend and races competitively. And then all of a sudden I got this big weight gain and cause and I had stopped running right about then cause my energy was just going out the window and I felt like things were just changing and I couldn't really put a, my doctor didn't have any, you know, uh, answers for me. So then I was trying to just get in shape. So I went back to the, Globo gym and just try to do my own thing on the on the machines and kind of my own little routine and what I could pick up on the internet and I uh, so I was watching this guy uh, do some meal prep and he he has a buddy that owns a CrossFit gym I can't remember which one it is now but it was in uh, in Ohio as well and his buddy said well, why don't you come over and work out with me doing CrossFit you know and he was you know he was just just jacked and you know muscular and he looked like he was super fit at, at what I thought of fit at the time and so I watched that video and he just got it handed to him you know he would you know he he went in there and this guy a super nice guy I wish I could remember the place um we'll probably put that in your show notes um but uh I was just amazed I was like wow this guy who I thought was just you know absolutely fit, worked out all the time, looked great, but it's pretty much with looks. And the guy that, that owned the gym, his friend, you know, he looked, he looked real great too. You know, he was just jacked, but he's like that always, you know, CrossFitters are, they're, they're just, whew, he was fit. And so I thought, well, this is interesting. And I decided I wanted to start to do pull-ups. So because uh, I'd watch them do pull-ups, and then when I'd been in the in the gym there, I, I'd see people go over there to the mach- pull-up machines and just knock them out, and, you know, i like, that'd be nice. So I installed a pull-up bar in my uh, living room, actually, huh. and so then I was, I was looking for videos on how to do pull-ups, you know, progressions, and I saw a lot of, then I started seeing a lot of CrossFit people doing pull-ups and 
long story short, I was uh, at that LA Fitness, you know, down the street from about a mile from my house. And that day was just another one of those frustrating days in the gym where I'm trying to get on a machine to do some lat pull downs or something. And there's some lady sitting on there. She does her set. And then she sits there and gets her phone and is texting and talking to her boyfriend. I'm like, ah, you know, and I look around at this place. And I'm just like, that's what everybody's doing. You know, Mm. everybody's just doing their own thing. Half of them are on their phones, not even working out, just sitting on a machine. And I was just getting more frustrated all the time because I couldn't get my workouts done and I have to wait for machines. And I said, well, I'm going to, I think I'm going to try that CrossFit thing because it, it, I remembered about those videos I've been watching. So I went out to the, to my car when I was done and I thought, well, just for, you know, just for giggles, well, let me just, you know, see what Siri had to say. So I looked on the map for, you know, CrossFit gyms, as I thought they were called at the time. And, you know, three of them popped up within, you know, 10 minutes, you know, from me. And one was actually less than a mile away from the place I was going. Wow. So I just drove over there. I just, I just drove straight over there. And it literally was three blocks, three blocks from there that gym was. And I pulled up and it was in a, your typical warehouse, industrial type building. And you couldn't go in the front door. You had to drive around to the back to the garage doors and i'm like well this is kind of weird you know but okay so I, I i parked and i walked up there and i peeked in the garage door and you know there was a big long rig running back right down the middle and there was people all you know throwing but i think they were doing wall balls on the rig and i was like what is going on in here so i was just kind of kind of peeking my head in the door and one of the owners you know spotted me and he you know he just walked right over to me and said hello and introduced myself to ask, you know, what my deal was. And I said, well, you know, I'm just tired of the, you know, same old stuff every day, you know. And he set me up to come in for a trial class, you know, and check it out. And I went back the very next day to that trial class in the evening and, you know, did some little workout. I don't remember what it was. And I signed up for their on-ramp and their on-ramp was real short. It was two classes, so like okay. a Tuesday and a Thursday. And I just was like, at the end, of, we kind of went through some moves. And at the end of the class, we did a, like a little a little workout, you know, a little mini wide. I think we did uh, some uh, dumbbell snatches and some wall ball squats, or deadlifts or something. And I was just like, oh, wow. And after each one, I had to run up there. It was like a 10 to 1. And I had to run up to the whiteboard. <laughs> A little, little whiteboard on the side, right? And she had wrote down, you know, 1097654321. And after each thing I did, I went up there and, you know, sliced through the 10 and then the 9. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> and everybody was, you know, throwing weights down and, you know, doing crazy stuff. And it was, I, I was hooked. At that point, I was hooked. You know, I was kind of hooked the first day when I just kind of went to check out the trial class. But then when I actually did my own little wad, you know, it, it was just, it was crazy. And I just went, went back ever since. And it was, it was awesome. That's, that's how I got started. And to uh, kind of fast forward in the story a little bit, um, within, I would say, within the first year, maybe six months to a year, I can't remember exactly the dates, but I was, I had gone from pre-diabetic to diabetic and this 
this tumor I had, uh, I got on medication for that. They, they could not remove it. But I believe with the medication and that CrossFit, I brought my tumor into a stalemate. So it's not getting any bigger. It's not getting smaller. Whoa. But it secretes prolactin, which messes up your hormones a, a tremendous amount. And then coupled with the diabetes, because I was, I was 265 pounds. And uh, when I started, and now I well, I'm a little over 200 right now, but I got down to like my 190s. I'm sorting between 195 and 205 right wow, now. Wow, Sean, but, um, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome, and it's all from CrossFit. I uh, oh, and the the diabetes went it went from pre-diabetes to full-blown diabetes, and then I started CrossFit. It's it just like it was like magic. It was just like a magical pill. Like if if there's a magical pill out there. It's CrossFit because I am no longer even pre-diabetic. That's completely gone. Uh, my brain tumor's in stalemate. Uh, I've lost weight, feel great, and uh, I'm about to be 56 years old next month. So, wow. Anyway, so no, you, you just be, but you just became a true believer just from the impact it's had oh, on your I, own life. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. Because then I, you know, I well, uh, and then. <laughs> Pretty much everything I t do, I tend to kind of go all in. I, I, we have a sailboat, and the name of it's All In, you know, and I, I just, everything is all in with me. So uh, about four or five months after I started CrossFit, I said, well, this is for me. Because I had retired from my job before that, about six years prior to that, and I was just a stay-at-home dad for like the last six years, six, seven years. And... Uh, I was in a position to be like, well, I don't, I really don't have to ever work again or have another job. I could just kind of enjoy my life and whatever. But I decided, well, I was, like you said, I was all in. And I just, I was, I'm the guy that, you know, the fight club, you know, the first rule of CrossFit to talk about it. You know, anybody that will, I can hold on to long enough, I will be giving them Kool-Aid. And it's just, you know. You know, it's either you love it or you, you hate it. Uh, there's just, it seems to me there's no in-between. And I did a lot of traveling, too, at the time. And my wife and I, we would travel around, and I would drop into boxes. And I just thought the people at my home box, they were just awesome. I just thought, well, this is just awesome. You know, certainly everyone's not like this, obviously. <laughs> so I started, I started doing some dropping-ins when I travel. And every CrossFit box I went to, every single one, they were welcoming. They didn't care if I lifted the, the five-pound dumbbell or a 50-pound dumbbell. They, they didn't care what you do. Just as long as you're there doing it, they're, they were supportive. Uh, I was at one place. I was calling for an Uber to go back to my hotel, and somebody there was like, hey, I'll give you a ride. Where are you going? So it's just, it's just a, and I thought, well, this is weird. It's like, you know, people say it's like a cult. But, like, what cult would you not want to be in that was like this? So. Mm. It was crazy, and everywhere I went was just like that. And people just seemed to be generally, you know, cared about your progress and how you're doing. And it, you know, so anyway, I just, I just, I just got lost in it. And uh, like I said, about five months after I started, uh, I went and got my L1 because I knew that this was something I wanted to pursue. Mm, yeah. And I had the idea of like, well, the next logical step would be. I want to share this with as many people as possible 
because I just can't understand why somebody wouldn't be doing it, you know? So, cause you know, it's like the, it's the cure. It's the, it's the cure for, you know, hmm. our society's problems right now, I think, you know? Um, so I, I went and got my L1 and then the week after I did my L1, I went to the rowing, uh, training cross seminar, which oh, wow. was awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That was really neat. And since then, and then I went to the, uh, kettle, you know, a month or a month or two later, I went to the, uh, kettlebell training course. <laughs> so you were just getting all that education in. Yeah, I was, I did. And I went to the, uh, uh, what did I do next? I think I did the, uh, conjugate methods next. Wow. Then I did the adaptive training, which was amazing. It was, mm. I would suggest that to anybody. And the only problem I have with the adaptive training course was it was one day instead of two. I think it should have been two days. Oh, you wanted, it you, you wanted more. You wanted more. I yeah. Every, every single course I've gone to, I want more, whether it's a one day or a two day. I just, mm. it's, and the people are amazing. I mean, the, the people are amazing to teach these courses. Uh, let's see, after adaptive, I went to, uh, the, I took the master's course, uh, then I thought that would help people my age. <laughs> um, and then I actually also went to a workshop recently, uh, the, the uh, new one, they, the jump rope one. And people were saying, why are you going to go to a jump rope course? I, I thought about that too, but um, I was amazed. That was another one of those ones that wow. I was absolutely amazed. Um, I think probably the hardest one was the kettlebell course because we were, I went to South Carolina for that. Uh, to cross it, reignited. It was. It was. It might be North Carolina. I think it was North Carolina. Um, it was swinging kettlebells for eight hours. Oh my much. gosh! <laughs> but uh, the guys that, that taught that again were amazing. Jeff Maritone and uh, oh, another guy I had listened to on one of your podcasts, or Morton Bay, Brandon. Um, oh, what was his name? Uh, Brandon, Brandon Morton. That, that, that's his name, I think. Okay. Yeah, he has, he's got a, a shoot. Brennan, Brennan. Oh, Brennan. okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Awesome guy. But, oh. I mean, I would suggest anybody, you know, people are always posting, oh, should I take the L1 or yeah. should I take one of these? And, and people say, oh, you can learn everything online and videos. Not true. Um, yeah. The, uh. Yeah, there's the there's stuff that you get only in by going to the L1, and it's just yeah, you cannot it learn that from videos. Yeah, no no video has a secret handshake. Yeah, secret CrossFit <laughs> high five. Right? Yeah, I yeah. had Eric O'Connor was my flow master, unbelievable guy. Mm. I mean, I just like it was he was amazing. Mm. That's another one. It was two days. I wish it was a week long. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's great. But anyway, wow. so yeah. enough. But so you went and did, you got all this education five months in doing CrossFit because you were like, I got to share this with people. Yeah, got to share it. I mean, that's kind of like my my mission. Hmm. And at the L1, I was like, well, how, you know, what's the best way to go about learning to coach people? You know, I mean, you just don't pick it up in a weekend. And um, either Spencer Hindle or uh, Kristen Bowen, they said, uh, they said, well, what you do is you just get a couple friends or family members, you know, get a few barbells and some set of rings, you know, and uh, start showing them, you know. Mm. So when I got back home, I thought, well, that's a great idea. I've already started 
by putting this pull-up bar in my living room. And I told my wife I was going to convert our three-car garage we had into a CrossFit uh, area. That didn't go over. <laughs> so he goes, well, I have, that's where we park our cars. So I thought about it. And I said, well, since I've already got this pull-up bar in the living room and nothing else is in there but a TV and a couch and a fireplace, I and plus it had an 18-foot ceiling. Yeah. I said, well, you know, I think I'm going to make this living room the CrossFit box for our house so i did i ripped the carpet out <laughs> so wait so wait I so she carpet. didn't want to give up the garage but she was okay giving up the living yeah. room yeah 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 well yeah she was um wow interesting. she didn't have to put in the living room so she didn't have a and, and she does iron mans and things so she had a, a, a the sun room off the living room she had her you know her bike and some different things set up in there for her fitness so I started off kind of, like I said, with the pull-up bar, and then I thought, well, let's take this to the next step now that I'm ready to share this thing called CrossFit with anybody that I can, you know, get over to my house. Um, so uh, I ripped the carpet up. I ripped the living room carpet up, and I, inst I installed uh, stall mats in our living room, and uh, it, it, it smelled a little like... Uh, you know, rubber for a little bit, but, um, then I got a, I got a rig, I got a power rack, power, uh, or power rack, power squat rack from Rogue. Mm. And then, you know, just a bunch of bumper plates. I got a wall balls, uh, dumbbells. Mm. I got a tire, a big tire. You know I mean? Oh, I had everything goodness. you could yeah, buy. So you had everything. Yeah. Wow. Rowers, assault bike, skier, I mean, everything. So it was great. And uh, I started training, you know, working off of the dot com workouts with uh, anybody that would come over. And uh, it was great. <laughs> Did you just be like, were you just like, hey, do you guys want to come over for dinner? And then after dinner, you're like, oh, oh, by the way, do you want to work out? <laughs> well, when people would come over for dinner or any reason, they'd come in and they would come into the living room and be like, it was, they were, it was, it was, it was like they couldn't really understand what they were seeing. Yeah. No, when you but, showed me uh, that picture of the living room, I was like, Oh yeah. Whoa, this is, this is legit. Yeah. Like it's a legit gym in your living room. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything that they had at my CrossFit box I went to, I had in my living room. I had a, I had an 18 foot rope hanging in the living room, um, rings everything and wow. the only thing i didn't have was a ghd machine but you know that's okay wow. it's, uh, yeah it was fun it was fun i would just get people i started off with um there were people at our box that you know want to do more rowing because I, I really got into rowing hmm. uh thanks to shane farmer uh, from dark horse rowing he uh he really got i went out to i met i went out and kind of hung out with him at invictus and we went oh did some rowing together and I, uh, been training with him, uh, for a while now. And I just really got into rowing and the people at my box, I, I started a rowing team there and people wanted to do more rowing than just, you know, but after class, so people would come over and we'd row and, hmm. and then they started, then they said, well, Hey, let's, uh, the, the gym's closed this weekend. Let's, can we come and get a workout in here? I'm like, sure. Yeah. We're hmm. doing whatever's on the, on dot com today. And, it, that's just kind of how it evolved and from there wow. you know recruited friends that were interested and you know 
my family, people. I said, well, I need to practice training and coaching, so you need to come and work out. Hmm. So I kind of got him a few that way. Now, were you doing that with the idea in mind that, like, one day you want to open up your own affiliate? No. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that happen? <laughs> well, because at first, you know, I, was, I just wanted to share CrossFit with people, you know, because I just wanted to share CrossFit with people. And uh, how I got to the point where I actually opened my own affiliate because at first the the home gym was just called the holic box we we just kind of called it the holic box yeah that was like that was like the street name or like what you called it with your friends probably the street name because you know i was an affiliate so yeah Mm -hmm. and uh actually like i said i was only a i was probably like a mile just a little over a mile away from my local box where i went and they had an afternoon class at 4.30. And one of my friends, he got off work at 2.30. So he would come over and he would sit in the parking lot for like an hour waiting for the box to open. And it opened exactly at 4.30. So there's like no time to warm up and stuff for yeah. class. So one day I told him, I said, well, hey, why don't you just come over to my house, you know, and yeah. you can get your He was complaining about warm-up time because like me, he's older and we need more time to warm up. Um so he, he started coming over, you know, like, and we, we'd warm up for like an hour and do some rowing and see what the workout was that day. And, we'd, you know, we'd just get ready and go over there together. So it just kind of evolved. But, no, I, I got lost. Um, no, you're fine. I, uh, how, how I opened it up was, no, I did not have any idea of having an official affiliate or opening an affiliate and making a living doing that or a, even a side living or, you know, whatever. How it happened was um, my gym did not have a ski erg, like like that, like that one, you know? Yeah, yep. I have in my apartment. (laughs) Um, So uh, during, at one point in the year, I can't remember when it was, whatever, whenever it was, I think it was towards the end of the year, uh, they had, uh, Concept 2 had the world uh, ski erg sprints or something, so uh, like a virtual thing where you would go to your gym or go anywhere there's a ski erg, and if you had 20 or more people, you could make an event and then get a chance to win a ski erg. So I thought, well, let me try to win it. Let's try to win a ski erg for the gym. So uh, I had people come to my house on their way to their class, to the gym, right? So we had maybe 30 people come over to my house, not all at once, but, you know, three or four here, three yeah. or four there before or after classes. And we all did the thousand meter ski, and then uh, uh, you know would record that and sent it in. We didn't win one, but it was fun. Oh. <laughs> but during the time, uh, a group came over after one of the one of the CrossFit classes, and one of the guys they were they were, they were just all like, "Wow, check this place out!" Because it's it was pretty cool. Um, so he this one guy, a friend of mine, Donnie. He, uh, he decided he was going to climb the rope, right? So he climbs all the way up to the top of the rope, and it's an 18-foot ceiling. So he climbed all the way to the top. Um, and then for some bizarre reason, he just let go of the <gasps> rope and then right back and then just slid right down the rope. And his hands were just oh. just awful. I mean, oh. he just tore his hands completely up. And uh, I said, well, Donnie, why didn't you just let go? Because, I mean, he's like a sick six one or so and so he's you know it's not that long of a drop but yeah you know 
you don't think sometimes. And so we, we sprayed him off and gave him a little bandage up. And actually, that, and he hadn't even done his, uh, his ski yet, his 1,000-meter ski. So he put on some uh, rubber gloves <gasps> and then just did his ski oh. as well. He's a trooper. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Ow. Shout out to Donnie. Donnie yeah. Staples. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Dang. <laughs> so uh, the point of that is the next, you know, he was a friend. And, you know, it was okay. You know, we, we bandaged him up. and But he had, his hands were, it took a month, a solid month for them to get all healed up. They were, they, it was, they were ground up. So anyway, but luckily he was a friend and, you know, he, he realizes, oh, that's my own fault, you know, but, but it could have gone the other way too. Yeah, you know, we thought yeah. you know, even friends all of a sudden get everybody's too happy these days. So I called my, the next week I called my insurance guy and said, Hey, you know, I got this little gym at my house and me and a couple of friends work out here. If something happens, is that covered in my homeowners? And he said, well, of course not. <laughs> he said gym gym equipment is not a covered in your insurance oh yeah so um then i started thinking well maybe i don't need to be having people over anymore because i don't want to lose my house and yeah. everything else oh my goodness because uh, that was at the point where friends of friends were starting to come over oh, you know yeah and then I started to be like, you know, I wasn't really sure who all these people were. And wow. So then I just, I checked into affiliating and I talked to the uh, RG people, the risk mm -hmm. retention group or whatever yeah. about yeah. if they, if they insure uh, home-based affiliates, you know, people that have garage gyms. And they said, well, of course, you know, that's how they started out. And so I explained to them what I wanted to do. And they said, yeah, all you got to do is, you know, become an affiliate and, and then get, we can insure you. And if that situation ever happens, you're covered. <laughs> so I said, all right. So I went into the affiliation and I wrote my essay and did all this and became an affiliate. Wow. <laughs> huh. Yeah, Dang. it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. But so now when that happened, had you started thinking about hmm, maybe one day this will move outside of my living room? No. <laughs> I love I love that you did not have any of that in mind. <laughs> no, no, I still didn't have it in mind. I just wanted, all I really wanted at the time was to have insurance and be covered, you know. And, of course, like I said, I when I do stuff, I go all, absolutely all yeah, in. Yep. And, and then I thought, well, we're doing CrossFit here, you know. I mean, well, might as well be a CrossFit affiliate. It was like 3000 bucks. It wasn't even much money. You know, really, that's really, it's not like opening a Subway or McDonald's and it's a oh, million dollars. No, yeah, the, the entry, like the level of entry for CrossFit yeah. is so low yeah. compared to other industries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anybody that wants to do it, I think could do it. I mean, you could just adjust your your diet or something and, you know, and save up for six months. But mm. anybody could come up with that if that's what they truly desire to do. Mm. You know, you see guys doing it all the time, and they don't even have a place. They they train in parks and yeah. they're living, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I still hadn't come to the realization that this is really what I want to do for a living. You know, I just still I just want to share CrossFit with people, <laughs> and uh, so we we got affiliated, and then we start. I went started going to some more classes, and I was taking like all the online courses I could, and it it got to the point where. 
after affiliating, you know, it had a website and the web doc, you know, HQ puts you on their website. So you, I get a few calls here and there. Um, you know, one morning somebody just showed up at, at our house, you know, <laughs> across the class this morning. I'm like, not yet. <laughs> so, um, wow. anyway, I thought, well, let's see. So I, you know, I put my little website out there and got a schedule together and, you know, still is just training, you know, one or two people here and there, you know, the most I ever had is like three or four people at once. And that's generally when we were like rowing or something, uh, CrossFit, I fit three people in there without them, you know, getting hurt, you know, you know, that's safety is obviously number one, mm -hmm. but so it got to the point where there was more interest and more people wanted to come and people were talking about, well, can I come? Like I was just doing stuff for free at 5 a.m. at noon and then in the evening, like three classes a day, classes loosely. Yeah. Is the, um, but I had a couple of friends that they had to go to work in the morning. And they said, well, can we come over and, and, and get a workout at 5 a.m.? I said, wow. yes, you know, because I wanted to get practice coaching people. And um, so we did it. And then the next day, their friend wanted to come over, but they couldn't come over till like, you know, later in the morning or the afternoon. So then I was like, oh, it's getting out of hand. So I started, I said, I got to find a place. Let me just, now I'm thinking mm -hmm. I could probably do this, you know, um, I could probably do this. So I thought, well, let me just go find a place. That's, that's easy, right? That's super easy. I just go find a place. Well, the only place in Fishers where I live, like an industrial, you know, typical standard warehouse, the only one around three to 5,000 feet, square feet, was two doors down from the, the box that I was going to. So that was no good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Everything else in our entire city was unavailable because boats are like 5,000 square feet is a real, you know, ideal square footage for businesses. So they're sold or they're leased before the people even move out. Um, I could go wow. way bigger. Um, those were easier to find, eight to 10,000. So I was like, oh, well, that's fine. Let me look at that. And then mm -hmm. everybody that I talked to said, no, no, no. You start small and then you can, you know, grow later. Don't, yeah. don't start off big in the beginning because it's the nightmare. Yeah. And I finally understood that. And I mean, I listened to enough podcasts and people saying that, and then I talked to real people saying that, <laughs> um, and which is really neat because a lot of other, you know, a lot of other box owners that come become friends with, um, they're very helpful. I mean, it's not like, I mean, if you're opening up across the street, they might not be so helpful, but you know, other, other affiliates, they're so helpful in sharing mm -hmm. knowledge. And mm -hmm. I mean, obviously like your, your podcast, right? <laughs> It, it, that's how they are when you just talk to them in person. It, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So I finally went through this long process that I thought would just take a, a week or so. I thought it was like renting a house or an apartment. You, you find a space. Oh, I'll take that. You go give me your money. You move in next week. Oh, my Lord. Nothing like it. Nothing like mm. it. So it took probably three or four months of finding places I liked and getting, they either didn't want to cross that place there or they wanted too much money or it was too small or it was too big. You know, I was running around like Goldilocks, you know, nothing. I couldn't find something just right. Hmm. And 
typically, like most things, when I finally almost given up, I finally found a place, a retail location, um, just about, you know, almost 3,000 square feet. And uh, they're like, well, it's empty. It used to be a cleaner. So, you know, it had a big high ceiling, big basketball Oh, okay. It's right between a breakfast place that's open until noon and a Mexican place. Ooh. So it, it's great, you know. Yeah. Taco Tuesday was, you know. <laughs> be, you know. Oh, I love it. Benching, yeah, I benching and brunching. Oh, benching and brunching. There you go. Event name. There's going to be a lot of events. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the women are like Margarita Mondays. And Ooh. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. I love it. No, I love it. Dang. Okay. So you found the space. Finally. Uh, yeah, oh. I went, I went round and round with them for about two months, mm. maybe three, before we finally hammered out the lease. And I'm ready to go, right? And the guy said, well, when do you really actually need to be in here? And I said, well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm in no hurry, which was the worst mistake of my life because I went and I signed the lease in August. And I was planning on moving in in September. Mm. But they are also renting a space to someone else at the end of the building. But they lost their space. And because I said, oh, I don't care. Just, you know, I have this gym in my house. I'm, I'm good right now. Um, you can move into cross the hydrogen spot until yours is ready. Uh... And they told me that. Well, how long is that going to be? And they're, they're like, well, like October 1st. So like in one more month. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. You know, whatever. I was trying to be good. I was trying to be nice. I didn't want to make any waves, you know, make sure I'm good with all the neighbors. And now it turns out they're still not done. Um, they're finally putting up the walls. I was over there today and they're finally putting up their walls. And the guy said, it's probably going to be about five or six weeks before they're finished. Oh. And I, I was just like, no, no. Because they told me December 1st, I'm for sure... They're moving out for sure December 1st, and now it's looking like, you know, January, so we'll oh, see. Oh, Sean, I'm sorry. <laughs> that sucks, man. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, what what it really sucks is because all that awesome gym that you saw, it's all been put into storage now oh. because during this whole process, I've uh, become separated and divorced from my wife, and then oh. uh, I don't have in my house anymore and everybody's just kind of on hold but oh dang so it's just become a hot well, mess it has become a mess but oh. it's certainly been a, a a lesson in patience you know yeah. you know which i have not much of because i'm so used to being able to like okay well let's do this we want to do this okay get it done bam yeah. what do we need to do to make that happen and, and I just find out what we need to do to make whatever it is we need to do happen, and we get it done. Yeah. I have no control over this mm -mm. build-out places, which is the worst. When you have no control and you just are up, it's left other people. That's the worst. So it's, it's, I mean, it's teaching me a lot of patience, but I'd certainly be glad when it's done. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. My build-out's only going to take... Two or three weeks, they said. I just got to. I'm putting in two bathrooms with showers and building a couple walls up front for an office and a lobby and that a locker room, and that's it. It's it's ready mm -hmm. to go. Hmm. Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, I I know it's been frustrating, but does it make you excited? Like thinking like, oh, 2019, like you're going to have your own space and your own gym. Yeah, it makes me really excited. And, well, I thought I was very excited for January 1st was going to be our grand opening. But when I talked to one of the workers over there today, I mean, he might be wrong, too. Who yeah. knows? But he made me start to be, oh, because yeah. you, you, know, you get your hopes up, and then all of a sudden you're, it's like somebody just keeps, it's like Lucy keeps pulling the football away every time I go to kick it, you know? Yeah. Yep. yep. You're like, I'm, dang it. I'm trying to juggle, you know, orders you know the, the guy the flooring people and the turf people keep calling me how's everything going oh just fine i'll let you know <laughs> you know my road order sitting here ready to order and yeah you know yeah so, I, yeah you're just like i want to get a move on I, I you're ready you're ready to execute yeah. i yeah. just want to go over there and oh let's go come on chop chop but yeah uh, i have no i have no say so that's that's the worst part but the best part is it's going to happen. It'll eventually happen. And I'm just writing lesson plans, you know, spending mm-hmm. my days doing lesson plans and things like that. Plus I coach at a, since July, I've been coaching at a friend of mine's box, Summit Strength and CrossFit. Oh, on the other that's side cool, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really great. I, I got on there as a intern coach okay. program. So it really gave me a great opportunity. Uh, yeah. Jason and Joe gave me a great opportunity to start, you know, dealing with, you know, 12, 12 people at a time instead of two people, which is yes. a big different. Very different. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome though. And you're, so you're still able to sharpen, you know, that, that tool of coaching, even though you're kind of right. in this waiting game, which is awesome. Okay. So yeah. you're still becoming a better coach and impacting yeah. lives just like you want it yeah. to. It's great. Yeah. I, I really thank those guys. Summit Strength and CrossFit SST or depends on those weird names, but but yeah, yeah. Jason and Joe are amazing, you know, and they had mm. they did they just do an amazing job over there, mm. and I was really yeah. fortunate to have them allow me the opportunity to, you know, like you said, hone my my skills there, and it's yeah. and it's learning every day. It's learning, you know, you learn something new. It's just amazing, and I think that's one of the biggest things for a coach to, you know quality to have is to be open to be able to be open to learn new things because a lot of people i'm not saying crossway coaching but a lot of people in a lot of areas you know they get into their way of doing things and then that's that you know they don't want to yeah. hear about something else and which is i mean like greg glassman says well hey if you got a better way we're open you know yeah. show us yep you know so i am always amazed that just every day or two i seem to you know, light bulb goes off on something or, you know, it's awesome. Wow. You're all the time, you know, and you get dropped in and you're, it's not like, and it's not like you're just coaching the same people over and over. Like every day you're coaching different people or maybe the same people, but they have different issues today than they had last week, you know? So, you know, it's, you always have to adapt and adaptability is just one of the biggest things, you know? So. Mm. Wow, Sean, what a, I mean, what a cool story. Like, it's, 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 it's like other ones I've heard, but it's different because uh, you didn't start yeah. in a garage. You started in a living room. And yeah. even now, yeah. kind of like that waiting game you're playing, and but still learning, still coaching, still honing yeah. that skill. Like, yeah. Wow, yeah. what a crazy story. But it's cool. Your passion is evident, and I think that's necessary in this industry is that passion aspect 
Like I, I see that oh, yeah. in every so affiliate if you lose I talk your to. Passion, you should just walk away. You know, mm-hmm. you should just. I think you should, if you lose your passion, you should walk away. Yeah. And mm. passion is something I just seen. It's such a common denominator with people in CrossFit yes. and CrossFit coaches. I mean, that you know, obviously, I don't think anybody's well. Obviously, people do it for the money. You know, it's good. You can make a decent living. But there's so many other things you could do that you can make a better living at, you know. Uh, but I don't think you could – I don't think there's anything you can do that, that you can affect more people, mm. you know. So I would do it – like I told Shane, my friend Shane Farmer, I told him a long time ago, I said, you know, I, I wish I could just open a place. I wouldn't even charge people. I would do it for free. I could care less if I even get paid. You know, I mean, if somebody just gave me a, a spot and said, go coach, I'd be, I'd be happy, you know. Mm. And yeah. uh, that's just how I think. And I think that's how it should be. You know, they say if you love something, you do, you know, if you do yeah. something you love, you know, it's for work. You don't work a day in your life. And that's certainly how I feel. But it's a lot of work. And that, that's another thing people have told me is, you know, when I ask uh, um, people, you know, and talk to them about opening a place of your own, the first advice I've gotten pretty much from everybody is don't do it. <laughs> they say, no, don't do it. You don't want to do that. You know? I'm like, no, no, I really do. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot of hard work. It is not easy. Oh, yeah. No, I know. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, when I, when I moved to my location, you know, my business plan, I have a pretty solid business plan, and it, it basically calls for me not hiring any coaches for the first six months. Mm. So that's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Yep. Wow. But at least you have a plan in place. That's good. Yeah. Plus one of the neat things we're doing is not only CrossFit classes, but we're also offering uh, indoor rowing classes because I love love rowing. Oh, cool, Sean. Indoor rowing place. And I think that'll give a, I think that'll give a lot more people you know, an opportunity to come in and get, get going. And then maybe they will, you know, maybe they're not ready for CrossFit, but yeah. rowing might, might be something they want to do. Yeah. Um, and that gets them in the door and then we can, we can we'll convert them. You know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll that's usually how it works. Them. Yeah. But that would be a cool offering. Yeah. That's pretty unique that rowing offering, but yeah. some people just really love it. Yeah. So that could bring them in, but yeah. man, Sean, what a cool story. Seriously. Like, I'm excited to hear where it goes and even following up. I know we had talked and we're going to follow up in, in 2019 when the boxes finally kick in and, and moving and shaking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. Well, seriously. Let's hope 2019. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope it's 2019. I know. Like, uh, don't worry. You're not alone. I, I know other stories. I know four barrel, uh, it's owner case. Like he had some serious headaches with their second location. So if you ever need to like moan to somebody, yeah. you need to go call him up and be like, dude, tell me about your problems and be like, let me share with you. <laughs> right, right. So, but yeah, but no, but um, I think we can go ahead and wrap up the show. I, I know people only like to listen to me talk for so long and you have shared your entire story, which is awesome. Um, oh, thanks. And I mean, I, I'm a firm believer of CrossFit saves lives. It's, it's yeah. I firmly, I mean, it 100% believe it saved my life. Yeah. I wouldn't be in the health position I am now if it wasn't for CrossFit, you know, hands down. Yeah. Well, which is, which is amazing that, and that's truly incredible. And, 
uh, yeah, I think that's an inspiring story in and of itself. And then the fact that you loved it so much and you just wanted to share it, share it with people. And now you're opening an affiliate is just something else entirely. So yeah, I do. that's my mission. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for just sharing. And oh, I really hope thanks you, for having our listen- Yeah, of course. But I hope our listeners take something hope- and are inspired by you. I hope so. Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, I have a lot of, a lot of stuff to share, advice, but boy, if you want to do something, you can do it, you know? So yeah, yeah. There no, you go. Have- Thanks for having me so much. Yeah, I appreciate sure. it. I love, love, I absolutely love the show. I mean, I listen to everyone. Yay. Well, now you're on one. So that's exciting. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's super exciting. Yes, it is. Awesome. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.